Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. God was using different people in my life to really draw me back to Him, but I didn't know it at the time. And uh, I was crying out at 3 in the morning in a car. I was driving back from one of my exes' house, and I started crying out to God, not knowing if He would hear me. And, uh, yeah, and after I started confessing, just saying I'm sorry, I felt like all of that things that were happening to me were because of the things that I've done to other people in the world. They call it karma. And I just started repenting, which I didn't know that's what it was. And I felt tangible peace for the first time, God's presence for the first time. And that peace continues to stay with her. We're joined today by Denise Copeland. She was born and raised by a single mother in Puerto Rico. Her upbringing offered little stability, and she found herself constantly looking for love and acceptance. It wasn't until Jesus shook her world that she truly found what she was looking for. Today on Connections, Denise shares with us that journey and where that has brought her to today. Denise Copeland joins us today. She's a mother of three living in Oklahoma City. She works alongside her husband, Rashawn Copeland, who is an online minister and evangelist. She's also the author of a new book titled Set Apart, Stop Comparing, Own Your Giftedness, and Arrest in Jesus. But first of all, Denise, we want to get to know you. You were born and raised by a single mother in Puerto Rico. Tell us a little bit about your childhood. Yes. Um, yeah, raised. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico by a single mom. And it was my sister and I. My mom had, you know, uh, multiple uh, relationships. So we ended up having a lot of stepdads. And, you know, my mom did the best she could. She only she was the only one working. She didn't have enough money to provide and stuff like that. And so I think because of the tension of her not feeling valuable, even loved um, a lot of the times when she would be upset with her partner, her anger would kind of like go towards us. And so I personally felt like because I look more like my dad, I feel like always like she had this thing towards me. And so a lot of the outlash and all that kind of went towards me. And we just experienced a lot of emotional abuse and uh, verbal and at times lightly physical, but not like too much. Um, But yeah, I just got so tired of just like being in that home like that. And um, uh, my dad was living in Florida at the time. So it wasn't like I could just reach out and just move with him and, and so, yeah, my dad eventually took custody over us and we, I, w- I was 16. Yeah, I was 16 when my dad took custody over us. So we ended up moving to Florida, which was a really hard move because I just wanted to stay in Puerto Rico. It's, you know, it's my culture, it's my family and ended up moving to Florida. I had a huge language barrier. I did not know how to speak English and so that uh, was a journey. And just we had a blended family. He was married and two other children. And so that kind of I had a lot of effects on me. And my mom never really reached out at, after we my dad took custody. So I felt this abandonment in me. And uh, just when I graduated high school, I just went straight to work. And then I just started doing the partying and hanging out with the wrong crowds and from relationship to relationship because it's all I knew. And I wanted to feel loved. And Eventually, I got tired of it, and God was using different people in my life to really draw me back to Him, but I didn't know it at the time, and uh, I was crying out at 3 in the morning in a car. I was driving back from one of my ex's house, and I started crying out to God, not knowing if He would hear me, and uh, yeah, and after I started confessing, just saying I'm sorry, because I felt like all of that things that were happening to me were because of the things that I've done to other people in the world. They call it karma. And I just started repenting, which I didn't know that's what it 
was. And I felt tangible peace for the first time, God's presence for the first time. And um, I felt at peace, a peace. And then my best friend at the time said, Hey, like, I think you need to join a, a positive group. Some, you know, you need to be around more positive people. And so she invited me to this Bible study at a coffee shop in Brooksville, Florida. Something about these Christians were so different. It was, there was peace. They were joking. It was clean joking. And <laughs> eventually uh, we uh, were going through the Francis Chan book. And Francis Chan, you know, said, if God were to be on one knee and the ring was Jesus, will you marry him? And God really just wrecked me. And yeah, that's my journey started. <laughs> you, you said yes <laughs> yes and yes like I really felt like it was a really proposal like it was a proposal like somebody wants that's me. pretty like- <laughs> cool wow you yes. you mentioned peace a bunch of times in there too can you explain yeah. to us what that felt like what was peace like for you peace was having a like a sound mind to me like hmm. it was not having my mind feel like nobody loves me or I'm just such a failure. Like, I don't know why I'm here. I just feel rejected and abandoned. And just this peace of mind, mostly like this chaos of my thoughts, doing the next thing going and, and negative thinking, because my mind was still so much garbage. And I, it was just really a sound mind to me, more of a sound mind, just this peace in my heart that like, it's going to be okay <laughs> during that time. Like, but eventually, you know, peace comes in different forms. Like as the Holy Spirit like lives in me now, I know what peace is in a much deeper way. You know, it has nothing to do with outward circumstances, um, but just the peace of the Lord just residing in me. Obviously, you have this beautiful testimony, but your faith as a child, was that ever there? Was there any church or any of that growing up? Uh, so my, my family, they're really big on, they're all big on Catholic, Catholics. So I knew about God and my grandparents, you know, they had a church and I would go to church every Sunday. My mom would ch- take us to church whenever she felt like it. And um, I always heard about God, but just never heard about Jesus. And I always prayed this repetitive prayer all the time, every night before I went to bed, because without it, I feel like I couldn't go to sleep. And I knew about the commandments, like, don't do this, don't do that. But I didn't understand them in the way that Jesus had explained them. And so I felt, I thought it was literally like, don't kill somebody or you know, don't have mm-hmm. sex or don't, don't do these things. And I was really trying to avoid those. I fell short in some of those. Well, because you know, I was just doing whatever I wanted, but I thought they were literal, literal. And yeah. And then when I heard about Jesus, it's about our relationship with Jesus. It changed everything. I'm like, why didn't nobody tell me about this? But I'm just so grateful that my grandma just, you know, by the way her character and the way that she nurtured my sister and I and cared for us really revealed the love of God. Like, in and through her like to my in my life so yeah that that's amazing beautiful always a list of don'ts and of course the whole point is we can't live up to those right yeah but through jesus we're accepted yes yes we can't (laughs) (laughs) yes and i yeah and so like looking at that list was like wow that's a lot but i just i really felt that i was good just because i didn't kill somebody like Mm. literally i was like okay well this is good (laughs) (laughs) oh man so from a list of rules and routine to a relationship um tell us a little bit about this book that you've recently put together it's called set apart um how to stop comparing own your giftedness and rest in jesus where's the inspiration for that coming from yeah yeah so um coming to christ 
you know, I read in the scripture that, you know, God has set me apart, right, for his purposes. And I've been set apart in my mother's womb. So even before, like, I was going to see, like, God had a plan for me. And um, when I became a believer and I got married, started having children, I really wanted to know, because it wasn't never presented to me how to be a godly mom or how to be a godly wife, a godly friend. I was like, Lord, like, like, how do I become these amazing things that I read in scripture, like all these wonderful women that I read in the Bible that they just have this pure character. And I want to I want to be that like, I don't want to I don't want to be what I was presented like before. And so in my search of reading books, uh, reading scripture, which is mainly books, I was reading a lot of books about women and character and all of that. And I came across this story of Mary and Martha in the Bible, which I read it in a different book. And I just felt like we were supposed to be more like Mary and less like Martha. And so I was like, but man, Lord, like you, you see later in the scriptures that you loved Martha. And, and I don't know why some people like bring Martha all the way down just because of one, one set of uh, just a short part of the story where she was anxious, anxiety was driving her to do what she was doing. And so just in my search, just reading scripture and asking the Lord, I read that story and I came to find out that, you know, I can be a little bit of both Mary and Martha. And I wanted women to know that they can be exactly who God made them to be. We're all different. He made us unique with different giftings. And um, I think what the Lord really wants is for us to use our giftings from a place of rest and not anxiety. And so it was just a teach, like a lesson that uh, Jesus was trying to show us there. And yeah. I Stop really like that because, yeah, I like that because, yeah, Martha always gets a bad rap, right? Because she was busy and met, uh, working away. But I, I preached once, like the point wasn't that she was working. That wasn't the bad thing. She was being who she was created to be. The only <laughs> bad thing was she was getting after her sister, Mary, right? So... <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. But yeah, she was getting was, after her. <laughs> yeah, she was being who she was created to be and she was serving Jesus in that and that is a good thing. Yes, it is. Yes. Now, so we can learn from both of them. Yes. You mentioned that uh that question am I enough? Like is that something we've heard you struggle with that? Do you feel a lot of women struggle with that question? Yeah, absolutely. All the time. I feel, I still see it to this day. (laughs) And, you know, there's this thing like, you'll never be enough. You're not going to be enough. And yeah, like, I agree with that. Like, you're not going to be enough, like to the eyes of the world. But as soon as you come to the cross of Jesus and Jesus is residing in you, he, he is enough in our life. And because of that, we have nothing to prove. There's nothing that we can do, nothing more, nothing less that, you know, that, that, you know, that will let us know if we are going to be ever enough, like Jesus in us is enough. And that's all that matters. That's really how I live. Like, Lord, like you are enough, Jesus. I know you're enough. I've tried the world. I've done the things that's not enough. Like I was empty, never satisfied, but I am satisfied in you, Jesus. I know you're enough in me and I'm just doing things out of a place of abiding in you. And I have nothing to prove just living from this relationship standpoint from him. So what does it mean then? And what are the changes that can occur in your life when we really start to believe that we are enough? Yeah. So you experience freedom, um, rest from people pleasing or seeking approval from others. Uh, Yeah. Those are the two major points that I would say. This is freedom of being who God called you to be. Now the title of the book set apart. What, uh, what do you mean when you say set apart? 
yeah, set apart is to be separated for a particular purpose. Um, set apart, like just set apart from something to just to be used for a specific purpose. As you were writing this book, like, did it, did you already have all this figured out? Or as you were writing, did you learn more and have new, I don't know, like new revelations almost, I guess, for yourself in your own journey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never have anything figured out. So that's, <laughs> that's the fun thing that Same. I'm always, yes, like I'm always learning as I go. And even like when I started writing this book, I was like, man, I'm like, okay, I got the story of Martha. What else am I going to add into this? Um, like, I need more stuff. And, you know, actually, like, I just kept going through circumstances. That, like, when you start writing a book, you go through some crazy things. And some of that stuff, like, it's like more content. Like, somebody told me once, like, you know, the things that you go through your life or that you think that are just such an inconvenience and they're just so hard, that's content. <laughs> like, somebody told me that. That's just content for your book. Like, the Lord is just showing you things so that you can write and, like, you know, encourage others. So, yeah, I didn't have it figured out. There were things that uh, were really, like, eye-shocking to me, like, especially when we talk about, like, false humility or just being fully known and I think in every single chapter really like I felt like I got these new revelations as I studied and just really prayed and really knowing more about the character of God and just um yeah his heart for us so it was an interesting journey I'm still learning and these things like I have to apply these things every single day like I find myself reading this often and man like he's always speaking to me in new ways so yeah what's great about you is you're writing this book set apart um i stopped comparing on your giftedness and rest in jesus but what i love the best or the best part about all this is that you yourself you're still learning you are still learning everything that you're talking about so not only are you sharing this with others you're also learning um as they learn Yes. And that's the beautiful part. Like, I always want to be a student. I don't have, I'm only 26 years old. <laughs> like, I am, lear- I'm completely like learning. I want to learn more. And this is just a start, honestly, just a start of what God has shown me and just a testimony of my life. And I really look forward to seeing where he takes me. But yeah, I'd say a lot of people are more open-minded when they've heard a story like yours. Um, and it's not just somebody offering all this advice, but you've lived through all of this. Yes. Yes, I have. And I really hope that there's someone out there that's able to relate to my story or kind of, you know, uh, yeah, walk with me through this journey because I know there's so much pain and stuff that people go through, like even in their childhood, all the way leading up to adulthood and, uh, maybe they don't hear it or they don't find it like they relate to anybody. And I really hope that these words are just refreshing to their souls and just offer a word of encouragement. What What's your journey been like the last year and a half as we've gone through uh, COVID and the pandemic? What's that been like for you on your faith journey? Yeah, so that's a really good question. I love like vulnerability. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster, really. There's been good moments and hard moments, just because I, I have I have my children and they're really young, and so I'm navigating through this motherhood journey. They're they're three and two, and then I was pregnant at the time of last year, so I have uh, a seven month old now. But when we were locked down, it was a little bit tough to figure out like schedules, lockdown with some little kids in the house and finding time for myself. 
just to really get myself filled up with the word and stay encouraged. So it was, it was a little bit hard. And I feel like last year we went by super fast. And then we were in the process of moving. Um, her marriage got really like just a lot of tension just because, you know, like just marriage is just hard. Like it's work every single day. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, but we have amazing community. I can say that uh, community really, helped us go through a lot of the hard challenges that we were going through. We had people show up to our house with meals and prayer and encouragement to tell us to just keep running the race really. And that has really helped us. And I felt like we just came out of it even more stronger. Of course, we still have battles every single day, but we're growing into the image of Christ. And that's really what matters most to me personally, that I'm growing into the image of Christ and I'm not going back to uh, the old ways so yeah I think it's all worth it when you suffer for the sake of Christ no matter what that looks like when uh when people pick up your book set apart if they took only one thing away from reading that book what do you hope it would be that it's a good question I would say that you can be exactly who God called you to be just be who God called you to be and you know what that is you know the gifting he's giving you you know the conviction that he's giving you uh to use that gifting so embrace it and do it from a place of rest and all for his glory for our listeners that may be listening and thinking you know uh, I'm just I'm tired of this I don't know what to do what would you say to them Uh, I would say um if you're tired of comparing yourself I think it's a good thing uh it's, it's that that's the call to stop comparing really fix your eyes back on the prize fix your eyes on Jesus and don't look to the left or to the right. I know it's, it's exhausting when you really live a life comparing yourself to others. You're it's exhausting. Like I said, you want to do whatever they're doing. Just fix your eyes on Jesus. That's what I tend to do when I find myself drifting away. I'm like back at who I am. Just do all that matter. Jesus, fix my eyes on you. You giving me something, help me to operate in that, like help me to use that, help me to just, be just live from a place of identity that I am your child and I'm not what I do. Um, I think that's what I would say. Yeah. For those who want to learn more about you, Denise, and want to pick up your book, how can they go about doing that? Um, It's available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, wherever books are sold really. So yeah. We follow you you on social media or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have Set Apart Daughters on Instagram and Denise Copeland on Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are a delight. And thank you so much for listening today. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation again or any of the other conversations that we've had on Connections, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe and to leave a review while you're there. We'll talk to you again on Connections.